Welcome back to the Border Patrol Sports Radio 810 WH. We have no idea what's going on in the show today. Jake is gone. Drake was called away. Shane Summers, thankfully, was available to come in here. So thank you very much, Shane. We appreciate it. You're getting through it. You're doing well. Is that what I'm doing? Sure you are. It feels great, doesn't it? I don't think I'm being horrible. I mean, no. I'm a little off, but... No. Nope. A, I'm a good pinch hitter in this scenario. Absolutely. You better believe you are. Let's say hello now to Tim Grunhard, who joins us via telephone. Hello, Tim. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, let's let's turn this around. Let's let's turn the Titanic around and have a great morning and talk instead <laughs> of Chiefs football and and uh, and try to pronounce the new punter's name. Well, what do you think about uh, perhaps uh, moving on from uh, Tommy Townsend? Well, I mean, it's going to happen. Uh, this is the first of uh, I'm betting uh, a good amount of guys that um, are going to move on from the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just part of the deal. Um, hey, listen, we we've been fairly lucky to keep a core of players around through the Super Bowl run. Um, I think even more importantly than keeping the players around is keeping the coaches around. And to me, it's just amazing that you know we're able to sign. Uh, our defensive coordinator back, our special teams coordinator back, and um, you know, and obviously we have our offensive coordinator who signed last year, who's around for a little bit more, and and then Andy obviously is part of that, um, kind of dabbles in that also. So that's important. But we're going to lose some guys. So Tommy Townsend, um, yeah, I hate to see him go. Uh, great punter. Uh, more importantly than that, a great holder. Uh, <laughs> you know. Getting that ball down in the Super Bowl on that long field goal was huge. I mean, that was as important as anything he's done pretty much all season, getting that ball down and, and letting Bucker drive that ball uh, 50-some yards for that field goal. They really kind of turned the tide in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It's just part of it. But, um, once again, I've, I've been trying to – I've been watching uh, ESPN, and, uh, you know, they've been covering the story about, you know, bringing in Matt. And uh, everybody pronounces his name differently, so I don't I don't know how the hell to pronounce it. So I'm going to let you guys tell me, and then whatever you say, I'm going to do for the rest of his career here in Kansas City. Play by play man Nate Bucati, take it away. I believe it's pronounced Okoye. What? What? Did I get that wrong? No. Wrong person. Okoye. Okoye. Is it Arisa? Arisa? It, I don't know. Arisa? I don't know. I'm trying to get a rise out of Steven today, and you know well, he he's, he's, he's been on his he's been on edge for a lot of reasons. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's a rise, but I'm I'm not going to sit here and act like uh, I have not pronounced his, uh, practice his pronunciation. Um, I, uh, I, I I went online, and you know how you can like put the name in and put pronunciation, and uh, I went to two different like little sites where you push it, and it says like Ariza or Arosa. Ariza. According they to they, they said it different. I'm looking. I'm looking at his uh, at his bio from San Diego State, uh-huh. and it has it phonetically as Ariza. And and he he is uh, he's a is he a Mexican American? Uh that that I don't know. I don't know his family well, Tim. So I'm not sure. I, <laughs> I well, you know, it's funny. It's, no idea. Well, you better get to know him right. because they're coming to town. Right. Um, no, hey, listen, great, uh, great punter. Uh, obviously had that situation, which is very, very unfortunate. And, you know, uh, it takes a lifetime to build up a reputation. It takes uh, a couple minutes to tear one down. And he certainly had his reputation uh, torn down. And, 
they did an investigation and uh, they they found that uh, you know he was in the clear and and now he's back in football. The Buffalo Bills uh, thought highly of him to draft him as high as they did, and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, were able to bring him in. So um, uh, I don't know much about the kid. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but. Uh, everybody uh, indicates that he's a heck of a punter, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully we won't need him a lot next year. But when we do need him, uh, hopefully he can send that thing a booming. So, uh, uh, congratulations to Matt Ariza for uh, uh, joining the Chiefs Kingdom and the Kansas City Chiefs family. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about replacing Townsend as a holder. To be honest, that's, yeah, that's absolutely. A big deal. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Whole wholeheartedly. Hey, listen, we went through that whole spiel a couple years ago with Tommy Townsend wasn't getting the ball down correctly. That was just last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like years ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, um, there was you know a lot of talk, and you guys did a heck of a job of bringing on uh, past holders and uh, explaining the whole situation and the pros and the cons of, of changing holders and doing all those things that uh, can affect the the kick, the kicker, and the confidence of the kicker, and you know just about everything that the timing. Uh, so that's something they're certainly going to have to work on. I'm sure that Matt will be the new holder, uh, but he's going. I mean, that it, it certainly is something that the Chiefs have got to address because it it, it certainly is. It's going to affect the way that Bucker kicks the ball. Now, um, you know they can get it down. I mean, it's not rocket science. It's not landing lunar modules on the moon, the southern uh, hemisphere of the moon, but it uh, it is something that certainly needs to be addressed. So there's other many other decisions that uh, need to be made in this offseason. We've talked a lot already about you know Chris Jones and Legereus Need. Can they keep both? If they can only keep one, who do they keep? But some of the other signings uh, and free agents, I think, are very important in uh, maybe a lesser scale, but I, like for example, you know, according to Willie Gay's social media activity, he doesn't think he's coming back, and so I think that puts even more of an emphasis on Drew Tranquil because um, I mean I don't know if he's undervalued around Kansas City, but I could tell you that he was one of the best players on the field defensively and did so many different things. So it's important to bring him back. And, you know, Mike Edwards is going to be an interesting decision as well. Mike Dana might get a better contract someplace else, but you got to figure out, you know, the decision with him is, you know, along with Willie Gay and along with several others, including Sneed and Jones. Uh, those other guys besides Jones and besides Sneed, and that includes Donovan Smith, the left tackle, that includes yep. Nick Allegretti. Who, who do you, who's, who's the most important free agent for the Chiefs to bring back, in your opinion, outside of Jones or Snead? Wow, wow, that's a great question. Um, because you're right. They're not going to be able to bring back Chris Jones and LeJarrius Le- Snead. It's just not going to happen. So um, we just got to get our minds right in Kansas City. Um, I hope they do, but you're right. I, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I mean, you can, like my mom used to say, or Maybe it was her mom. Yeah. You know, you, you wish in one hand to do something in the other and see which gets filled first. Um, so uh, we can wish that uh, Chris Jones signs, but, you know, they obviously can't um, uh, franchise him. $32 million is way too much. I'm going to so, say, say Tranquil. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. So uh, I think Tranquil is most important because I, I agree with you. I think Willie Gay is probably going to move on. Hey, let's, so let's go down the list real quick. I just put a, a real quick list of guys I, that are free agents and I, the guys that I think will be gone. I think Chris Jones will be gone. I think Legereus Need will be uh, franchised. I think Willie Gay will be gone. Uh, Derek Nadi will be back. Uh, McKinnon will be gone. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will be gone. Uh, I think they're going to find a way to keep Mike Edwards. Uh, I think Hardman, Hardman learned his lesson. I think he, he would, he would sign for pennies on the dollar just to stay in Kansas City. Tommy Townsend, which was on the list, is obviously gone. Mike Dana, uh, I think he's probably gone because, you know, I, I just think that, um, you know, he, he wants a bigger role. Uh, he may get a bigger role if Chris Jones is gone. So they, you know, so that, that's a, that's, that's a close one. Nick Allegretti, I think, stays. And, and, uh, interesting conversation I had with Saran earlier in the week. Uh, the, about Creed Humphrey uh, and whether the Chiefs would uh, entertain the thought of moving Creed to guard and putting uh, and getting a new center or putting Nick Allegretti at center. I think it's an interesting topic. Um, you know, I, I, I think that uh, uh, Creed Humphrey's snaps, uh, although were concerning during the playoffs and concerning during times of the year, um, you know, it's something he can work on. He can get it right, make it a point of emphasis in the offseason and, and, um, and, you know, just practice it and, 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 uh, make it work. And, and I was thinking about you and I, Stephen, many, many moons ago talking about Mitch Morris. Yeah. You remember that? Mitch Morris had some issues with snaps too. Um, especially coming out of, uh, Mizzou and when he came in, he had some issues with snaps and he wasn't comfortable with it. And, uh, and he was able to, uh, figure that out. So you just got to make it a point of emphasis and, and, and work on it. And, you know, before you start pushing the weights around and running sprints and studying film and and doing all the, the stuff that you do in your off season, you better start snapping that football. So, if I was him, I'd be on the beach somewhere, snapping the ball to a significant other and and uh, just uh, working on those snaps because it's really important. So, uh, Nick Allegretti, I think, hangs around, and I agree with you on Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil will be a Kansas City Chief. Um, and he's, he's kind of the Swiss Army knife of the linebackers. He could play all the positions and, and is, is good at basically everything. Not great at everything, but good at everything. And, and that's a, a real, real positive thing to have on your team. You know who else I like that, um, and I don't think he'll break the bank, but I'd love for them to bring, bring him back. I like, uh, Turk Wharton, Tershawn Wharton. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I didn't have him on my list. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he'd be great. And I think you can get him back. And then, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to have to, uh, you know, I'm, and, you know, let's, let's fast forward nine weeks. I think it's nine weeks from today or something like that. The, the NFL draft is <laughs> here before we know it again. Uh, and, you know, so I, I think the Chiefs are going to address the wide receiver position in that wide receiver room in free agency. And um, I think uh, they're going to look around and maybe see if they can find another defensive lineman or maybe look around and see if they can find um, an offensive tackle or maybe a, um, uh, a tight end uh, in the draft. So, um, you know, so I think that there's some things that they're going to address in free agency, and I think there's some things that they're going to address in the draft. And, and one thing we do know is Brett Beach can address things in the draft the point of emphasis for the Kansas City Chiefs really over the last four or five years has been what? The defense. And it's really paid off in, in, in spades. You know, this, this is the youngest defense. Uh, this defense basically won us the Super Bowl. Uh, a lot of people contend that it did. I think Patrick Mahomes had something to do with it. But, um, you know, this defense was a huge, huge part of the success of this team this year. 
and it's a young defense. So, you know, sometimes you just got to turn the page. I mean, listen, I love Chris Jones. I, I really do. I, I love his personality. I love his pizzazz. I love his toughness. I love his playmaking ability. But, you know, uh, the NFL is set up, guys, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, that there's a salary cap. And you just can't uh, be like baseball where the, the Dodgers go out and spend uh, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars on players and, and they're far and ahead of, of, in front of everybody. So you can't do that in the NFL. So you can't bring back guys like Chris Jones at times. And, and that's part of the perils of being a fan of the NFL and the part of the perils of being a fan of a Super Bowl team because you're going to start losing guys because they got their ring and now they want to go get a big contract and, and finish out their career with making some big coin. And that's probably what Chris Jones is going to do. All right. So, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, looking at the free agent list, Jarrett McKinnon and Clyde Edwards Alaire, both free agents. So, what round do you think the Chiefs should draft Cody Schrader? <laughs> Let's go get him. <laughs> I, I love to have him. Man. I, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I not would, kidding. Uh, I think he 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 looks a lot like a certain forty nine er running back, uh, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, no, I would love for him to be drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs will go out and get a running back. I, you know, they they have Pacheco, and I I don't know, guys. I, I I've been flipping through some stuff, and and, and you know, baseball season's right around. Everybody knows I'm a huge baseball fan, so I've been watching uh, all the dramatic. Uh, uh, talk about the new uniforms and the Royals and the Cubs and, and watching the free agency. But I, so I've kind of missed out. Did, did, did somebody mention that maybe getting a uh, hunt back uh, from uh, Cleveland to Kansas City? Did I see that somewhere? Uh, Is that just? I haven't seen that. Have you, Nate? Yeah. I, I don't, I can't believe that happened. Like, like I, like I said before that, you know, there's a couple things you don't do in the Chiefs organization. Yeah. One is embarrass the Hunt, the the Clark Hunt family, and uh, yeah, the Clarks. And uh, you know, and, and I'm trying to blank on his first name for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Hunt. Uh, uh, but um, you know, uh, it probably won't be able to come back. But that'd be interesting. So I, I do think that they're gonna they're gonna go out and they're gonna probably draft a running back, and and I'm not sure what round it'll be. You can always get good running backs, so maybe a third or fourth, fifth round, somewhere in that area. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they handle that because you know you, you need you need a couple of running backs. Well, you yeah. need you need three running backs, really. Yeah. And Pacheco's had some injuries here and there, and I mean, you know, for the for the good of this show, it's been a late draft pick and Cody Schrader, and everything's fine. Everything's, yeah, I, everything's I think good. That, that would be a good thing to do. That would be Absolutely. a great thing to do. <laughs> Uh, I just, this guy gets a smile no. on his face, Grunty. And no. He starts talking, man, hey, draft a defensive lineman in the uh, first round. Hey, okay, I got a guy. Yeah. 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 Guy from Missouri who is uh, yeah. uh, one, of, one of the 15 players that got a first round grade. How about that? Mm. Uh, pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, so, you know, the euphoria, the euphoric attitude of the Super Bowl and. And um, and just winning another Super Bowl and the great season we've had, unfortunately, has to come to an end because you know it's the business part of the game now. Uh, we're going to lose some guys. Some guys are going to um, uh, go sign other places, and and uh, that's just part of the part of the gig. And uh, you know this team will be different than last year's team, just like last year's team was different than the year before. And 
And, you know, I, I think I heard during the Super Bowl that there was only like five or six guys on the current Kansas City Chiefs team that was in that Super Bowl in Miami against the 49ers. So, you know, there's always turnover. And that's the, 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 the great thing about the NFL and the tough thing to be a fan of the NFL because the turnover is so great. Well, can we get you to offer to help Creed Humphrey with the snaps? Absolutely. I'd love to. You know, I was talking, uh, talking to Serena a little bit earlier this week. I said, you know, when you coach high school football, and I've just been blessed. I love coaching high school football. and uh, I will not be coaching next year. I'm finally going to hang up the whistle, uh, spend some more time down here, and, and uh, do some other things. And, and uh, you know, kids getting married and all those kind of things happening. So it's time for the next chapter. But one of the things I loved about coaching high school football is you get a kid that's, you know, 14 or 15 years old, and they come over to the offensive line uh, um, uh, drill area, and they don't even know how to get in a stance, really. Um, and then by the time you're done with them in four years, they're you know hopefully getting Division One scholarships. So you know the great thing about high school football is you know you get kids that are so raw that really don't particularly know the game, they don't know the techniques, the fundamentals, and uh, what what the verbiage is and all that kind of stuff. And you teach them, and they learn and. And they turn into football players, and they turn into great football players. Some of them turn into NFL football players. So, um, you know, one of the things that I have to do with do every year is work on centers uh, snapping the ball. I mean, you get a kid that's a freshman or a sophomore that's never snapped the football, and you have to teach him to snap it and, you know, get the ball to the quarterback and, once again, in a timely fashion, in a good spot, and in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a way that they can run the offense and do the things that they need to do. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'd love to work with Creed. I, I don't think he particularly needs me. I think Andy and everybody else. But but uh, there are some little tips and some little secrets that I learned from a guy named Mike Webster. That I was uh-huh. And listen, I, guys, I never played center. I, I tell this story. I tell the story in my book, A View from the Center, that, you know, Howard Mudd came walking over to me with a football. He was spinning it around. I was sitting in my locker. And uh, he looked at me. He threw the football to me. He goes, hey, you're going to be playing center today. And I said, Really? I mean, I, I I had a feeling that they were going to move me to center, but I, nobody told me. And uh, I had to go out there and, and snap the ball um, and block Bill Moss, the very first practice oh. of any camp. That wasn't fun. Um, so Mike, you know, Webster came over to me and told me how to hold the ball and, you know, where where my forearm should hit my thigh and, and and uh, you know, all the, the different little tricks and, and different things that you do and snapping the football, which is the most important thing you do as a center. It's as simple as that. And that's why Creed needs to get it figured out, um, and, and he will. Uh, but, you know, he needs to get it figured out because that is his job. His job is to snap the football. Yeah, his job is also to block people, and his job is to, you know, make calls and everything else. But the most important thing is the football. And when you're delivering that football in the offense, it has to be timely and it has to be in a good spot and it has to – uh, be uh, uh, delivered to the quarterback so that he can deliver the football with timing. And if you don't do that, it throws everything off a little bit, and, and uh, that's a problem. All right, Tim, you can do another segment with me? Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. i got a lot of moving pieces here. Put Timmy on hold. Let's bring uh, Jake in right now from his – where I'm, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if he wants me to say where he is. Where are you? You want, you want to say? Or I don't know where you are. I mean, you want to speak for yourself here? Is he on? You got him? Jake, am I, am I live? Yeah, you're live. live. Is this thing on? Oh boy! You don't have I to have say no what idea you what's are. going on. Okay. I got some text messages. Okay, listen to me. Oh boy! 
I'm not going to keep you from your breakfast long. Just listen to me. Oh, right? no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm finished. I had my cup of coffee. There's, people are just I got time and for don't you guys. Come in, don't come in here kissing ass <laughs> and trying to, you know, trying to tiptoe your back in the water since, you know, since this is your second run. I want you to be real, Jake, and just tell me like it is, all right? We had Tim Mealy on the show last hour. And I'm, at, I'm I'm peppering him with questions about why he's so great at stopping penalty kicks. I said, you know, it's fun to listen to Jake talk about it because it's, it's, it's such a reverential tone. And we're all amazed how, how good he is at what he does. He's the best, right? He's a cheat code. He's the best at stopping penalty kicks. Is that right? Yes. Oh, Amelia is, yeah. is phenomenal. Okay. That guy is the best in the business. Okay. So then I said, why don't we do something fun? Put Nate's ass out there and have him try 10 penalty kicks against you. Chair would, and, and Tim Melia, hey, that would be great. Let's do that. Right. Let's, let, you know, let's, let's, let's get the kid on him and let's go. Right? That would, I would, that would be entertaining. And so. What his, what his percentage? Okay. What do you think Nate's percentage So So then I go to Nate. I said, how do you think you would do? Nate doesn't, didn't hesitate and told us exactly how he would do, very confidently. Yeah. And I'm just curious, what do you think Nate said? What do you think is reasonable? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm underestimating his soccer prowess, and I don't know what I'm talking about. But I found Nate to be very disrespectful to Tim Melia. So, Jake, wow. what would, how many what would he say? Well, what would your guess be out of 10? What, would, what do you think I'd make out of 10 against Tim? What do I think you would make? And Tim would be locked in here. Tim said he'd be locked in. He said to stop Nate, he'd be oh, more mean, locked in than a regular match. Nate would be having a hell of a day if he got two in on him. N- Nate said, with no hesitation, with Mealy on the phone, oh, I'd go 4-10. He said he'd, no. he'd four. No, no, he wouldn't. I said, you no. would not. He looks at me like no. I'm crazy. He goes, well, you know, that's, that's only half of what the MLS guys do. And then Shane goes, well, you're not an MLS guy. So I, what do you do? <laughs> that's why I put myself at half of their level. He's like, so, but you... No. You're not even like, I'm a half an MLS lover, and I played Division One athlete. You know, I played college soccer, and I'm a half of an MLS player. Z- and Amelia was quiet. He didn't say anything. Nate, with zero hesitation, said four. I asked him no. a few times. I said, are you, is that, are you serious? Because I'm going to call Jake. And, and you, you know, and he, and I'm, I know Nate well yeah. enough when he's Jack around. He absolutely believes this to be true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I believe Nate believes that. But, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm, I have a lot of money, so Nate, Nate couldn't get four in. I have a lot. Now of I'm money. feeling real confident. Oh, yeah. If Jake starts oh, wanting to put money on something, now I'm feeling real good about myself. I thought, like, I, I, thought, I, I, I thought, let's go. I thought Nate was going to say, yo, I'd be lucky to get in one or two. I think it was four. It's just bam. And, I, and I, I think I was being generous by saying Nate could get two. Like, let's see. Like, the, an, an average, like, a professional soccer player should be able to hit seven out of ten on, on a goalkeeper. Like, seven out of ten, 70% is, is, is about at, Milia, like you said, is a cheat code. And I don't know what his percentage was, but I would say you've got a 50 50 chance. On Milia saving a PK every time he steps the. We're, we're, to the, we're talking about. We're, doing, we're talking about. With some pressure that we're there, we're filming it, we're heckling. There's um, there's like, there's some pressure attitude. Yeah. You're out there, yeah, and you're just gonna go up and just knock four See, in. There's two. There's two big oh, differences. We, 
We have to do this. Well, I'm going to Tim said he's in for it. I'm up for it. Yes. This is one of the few athletic challenges you put in front of me where I feel like I could do it without getting injured. That, but so, I didn't ask you. You think you do without getting injured? I don't injured? Even know about that. I that's asked you how many. <laughs> you can't but you can't the, even the point is, he didn't. That's true. I, I I can't yeah. sleep without getting injured. He didn't these like. Days, he didn't so. like sitting thinking about it. Like, oh, I don't know. He's going to go four. I go four to ten. Yeah, I think I can. So matter of factly. Well, I think I got a couple things going for me. You know, well, so number one, he doesn't have a book on me like he does on these other guys. I'm a complete wild card. He's he got no idea yeah. what I'm doing. He doesn't you know have a book do? on him, Jake. I think he could drive by any soccer field where an old man is kicking a ball and get a, a feel for you. <laughs> That's what he can do. Wow. That's insulting. A blind person would need a book on you. Wow. I mean, I feel like I've scored some, some, some goals on you, buddy. So, you know, Mr. Division One. So, you know. I, How many of them were penalties? I mean, I think that we did a penalty challenge one time, you and I against each other, and I did all right. Um, uh, I think I was probably was about 300 pounds, and Jimmy Nilsson helped me. <laughs> and, and... <laughs> you were covering up more than that, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it was less target to shoot at. Uh, my, my, fir- my first step was a little slow, Nate. <laughs> You don't think you were quite as explosive as Tim Melia? <laughs> no, and there's a good chance I was probably nursing a hangover. Right. No, you were. There's not even a chance. If it was, if it was yeah, a day, then that's yes. Fair. But I was, look, I was, I was probably stoned, and I was probably nursing a hangover. <laughs> but no, but listen. So that's why the reason I called you is, and and Nate was so sure of himself. I'm like, I mean, because I don't have a great feel for soccer. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe four is right. But you are with me. You find that to be ridiculous. He's he's half off. Like he might get two, and a two might be nice. I mean, I I think I'm being nice. Nick could get two in on Tim. I think, so I you you feel... you want to set the over under three or two, two and a half? What? No, you're hitting four, dude. What? what? You just said I'd be lucky to get two. You said I'd be lucky to get two. So the so the over under should be less than two. No, the over-under, you said you could score four. So that's the over-under. You score no, four. No, no, the over-under would be I'm saying oh, I no, could score three, four. You're three, saying you, I would score two, so three would be the over-under. Three, three and a half. No, we're not doing math here. You said you could score four. You need to go score four, Pop. Uh, let's go. I'm, I'm up for this. <laughs> I, look, let's. You've got all the connections. You I, made got, this I got, I got z- zero pressure on me. No one expects me to perform. I've been, I've been having to prove myself my whole life. Oh, I don't, I don't care, care about this. Make this part of the bet, and then Shane can call it. Yeah. <laughs> Go on a live stream. If KU beats K State, yeah. Shane's got to do the play-by-play of this. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you don't get four out of five oh, or a four out of ten, you owe oh, us man. all lunch. The thing is, I don't want to wreck Tim's confidence. I mean, he's got this mystique about yeah, him. You know? Listen to me. You you produce this show. Don't let up on this. We're gonna. We need to make this yeah. happen. This has to happen. Right. Okay. Oh, we'll right. make it happen. I'll let you get back to your breakfast now. Thank you for your input. Like I, Nate, I like. I think you might be able to get four or five in on me. Maybe. No, that's that's. And, you're talking about Tim Millia? Oh man, come on now. <laughs> All right. That's, that's that's really silly. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> <That's> so silly. <laughs> Well, we'll talk to you on Tuesday, Jake. Yeah. All right, boys. All right. Have a good Jake's one. Jake's still mad day. that I scored on him left-footed the last time I played against well, him. We just threw the condition oh, he was in. So. Please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this on WHB. <laughs> Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Let's rejoin Tim Grunhard. Hey, Timmy, we want to play a clip that uh, Shane has from McCole Hardman on with Andrew Siciliano was on NFL Network. 
last night, and uh, he was asked about his um, impending free agency. And McCall Hardman was one of the guys that we brought up, so uh, Shane, play it. Are you going to be around for the three-peat? You're hitting free agency. What, what's the next couple of weeks look like? Well, right now, you know, uh, right now you just hear him talk and see what's going on, what's people, you know, ideas, and, and then you probably get a better idea as the week goes on. But whenever, you know, the the, um, the free agency starts, you'll know. So we just see what if they want me back. If not, you know, it might be somewhere else. So we should, we'll see. You go, you go back to the Jets. No, I won't go back to the chest. <laughs> so no jets for McCall Hartman. But when you look at this, and I know it's it's the it's the uh, popular thing. It's just you know get rid of all the wide receivers and just keep R- Rasheed Rice. Well, let, here's the deal: you you, you can't go. I mean, it's just, it's not reasonable to go out and think you, you're going to require five new wide receivers, right? And so. If MVS is willing to restructure his deal, he's, he's got a spot on this team. If McCall Hardman is reasonable with what he wants, you can have a spot on this team as well. Justin Watson, the same thing. You go out and you add a veteran. You go out and you spend a draft pick on a receiver, bring in two new receivers, and then rely on the continued improvement of Rasheed Rice. And, and then, you know, I think you're good. And also, Timmy, you never had to go through this, thankfully, but for a guy like McCall Hardman, when you go someplace else that's dysfunctional and they don't win, you see how how special it is to be in Kansas City. We've seen Drew Tranquil, how much he embraced and appreciated the culture in Kansas City after being with all the dysfunction involved with, with the Chargers. And so that means something. And so after, you know, look, he went out there and he didn't get the offer that he thought. He went to the Jets and it was a disaster. That that might make him now. Now, now of course, a team I said, oh, he, he had a big Super Bowl. We're going to bring him in and the fans will be excited. Whatever. Um, well, like, what do you what do you think about that as, as they look to try to improve this wide receiver room? Yeah, no, I know. I think uh, McCall Hartman needs to really uh, evaluate. Um, what he's looking for in his career uh, right now. This is a big step for him. He's going to get paid well. He's going to get paid handsomely. Uh, maybe not as much as if he went on the free agent market. But the grass is always greener. I mean, he tried that, went to New York, and it, it failed miserably. And um, I think the culture in Kansas City, the offense in Kansas City, Andy Reid uh, likes McColl um, and finds ways to get him the football. There's not a lot of offensive coordinators or head coaches out there that are going to design and, and figure out ways to get the football to guys like McCole Hardman. I, my prime example, a prime example from back in the late 90s with the Kansas City Chiefs, Dante Hall couldn't sniff the field. Uh, when, when he was drafted by the Chiefs and Gunther Cunningham was the coach and Jimmy Ray was the offensive coordinator, uh, they – they just didn't like his attitude. They didn't. They didn't like what what he brought to the table. All that kind of stuff. Um, whether it was warranted or not, it was a reality. And when Dick Vermeil came in, Dick Vermeil took Dante Hall underneath his wing and um, made him into a Hall of Fame football player for the Kansas City Chiefs. A Kansas City Chiefs Ring of Honor member, um, which is huge. 
And you, you can ask Dante. I'm not speaking out of turn here. Dante knows. We've talked about it. I mean, he was probably going to get cut if if uh, if Dick Vermeil didn't come in to Kansas City, and Dick Vermeil turned his turned his career around. Uh, so sometimes you just got to find those relationships and find those teams that you feel comfortable with. And maybe you don't get paid as much, but the reality is that you're more valuable and you're more respected and, and, and you're given an opportunity. And that, that's what you really want. I mean, the, the, your, your career is so short. And, yeah, you can chase a mighty dollar around, but, you know, McCall Hartman, I mean, he couldn't even get on the field in New York. I mean, couldn't even get close. And, and you know, he comes to Kansas City, and they, they find ways to give him the football, and, and then he catches the, the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. So, McCall Hardman, uh, you know, if I was uh, advising him, I'd say, hey, you know, you can look around, uh, but if the Kansas City Chiefs are close, um, uh, you, you should just stay where you're at because you've proven that, that you're valuable here and that they want you here and, and you could be a productive member of the offense. And you're right. You, you can't just get rid of all the wide receivers. All right. So, you know, there's some guys that are going to be gone from the wide receiver room and they're going to bring some guys in. But the reality is that the, the core, Rashid Rice will be there. I think McCole Hartman will be there. I think Watson will be there. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Sky Moore. I think he's still under his rookie contract. So, um, he may, may be around. He may not be around, but. MBS may not be there. Ross may not be there. And they, there's probably a bunch of guys that are going to go. But McCole Hardman really should think hard because, you know, he's experienced the other side of it. And believe me, it, it, I, and, I, and I get it. You know, you want to make a lot of money and, and, and listen, that, and once again, to go back on your career short, you only have a certain amount of earning power in your career in the NFL. So you better make it while you can. But the reality is if you're standing on the sideline and you're not helping the team and you're not respected and uh, you're just basically a guy who stands with a helmet next to the coach, that's miserable. That's absolutely miserable. And, uh, you know, you, you, it, that's a tough way to go about your business. Um, and I think McCall Hartman really should think long and hard about making a decision to stay with the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, Timmy, I want to ask you a college football question uh, while we have time. Uh, so, you know, it, it's official now that uh, it will be an expanded 12-team playoff in 2024 and 2025. That's officially announced now. But there's no official plans for 2026. Uh, but apparently, to se- according to several reports, the powers that be were examining options to expand the playoffs to 14 teams in 2026 and beyond. It would include additional automatic qualifiers, uh, disproportionate revenue sharing, and a whole bunch of ideas that people are, are showing that would benefit the Big Ten and the SEC. And, you know, they're talking about up to four automatic bids for both the Big Ten and SEC yep. uh, and some other interesting aspects but when when you think of like what what the best case scenario would be because for a while like I, I you know beggars couldn't be choosers like okay we well, now we're going to have a 14 playoff okay we'll take it okay now we're going to have a 12 team playoff we'll take it if if you could pick whatever the format is what's the right number what what do you think in your opinion having played college football coached it your sons played it what would be the perfect number for you 
Yeah, that, that's a really, really tough question. Um, hey, I understand that the way that the playoff system is set up right now is not, it's, it's not a good system. Um, and they have to do something. Uh, I'm worried that if they make it too big, and, and, and listen, I'm not naive, guys. I, I know people say, well, you know, they have finals, and they have to go to school, and they have to do all that kind of stuff. All right, let's just put that in the way. Let's put that away because that's that's really not an argument anymore. So, um, so I, I think that um, you know the problem is if you if you have fourteen or you have sixteen teams, you're running way into late January into February, and NFL's not know, happy. Huh? NFL won't be happy. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. The NFL is not going to be happy about that. So I think that uh, 12 teams is, is a good number. Um, and, you know, I, and I think they should start it right after the season. Um, and I, I don't really particularly like the idea of giving four automatic bids to the Big Ten and four automatic bids to the SEC. Uh, I think you need to earn it. Um, and I think the teams in the Big Ten and the Big 12 – I mean, excuse me, the Big Ten and the SEC can earn it and probably will. Uh, but I don't like the automatic part of it. And then, you know, I was listening to Stephen A. Smith and, and you know, that whole deal about Notre Dame. First of all, Notre Dame needs to join a conference, okay? Uh, they need to join a conference. It's as simple as that. It's, it's antiquated the way that they're going about their business now as an independent. Uh, they can figure it out. Uh, I know Notre Dame very, very well, and Notre Dame wants to keep their money. Uh, so this really comes down to dollar signs for them, uh, which, you know, that's no secret. Uh, the NBC contract, they don't want to share it with the conference, but they can figure something out and go to the Big Ten or go to the ACC or wherever, they, the Big 12, whatever. They need to join a conference. Uh, but the whole thing with Stephen A and, and, and uh, I think it was Mad Dog, and they were talking about how, you know, Notre Dame is – you know, antiquated, and they haven't won a championship since 1988, my junior year. And, uh, you know, why do people even talk about Notre Dame? Well, with with that in mind, why do people talk about the Dallas Cowboys? Why do people talk about uh, the Boston Red Sox? Why do people talk about the New York Yankees of late? You know, just because you don't win a championship um, uh, in the last, you know, 15, 20 years or 30, 25 years, um, you are still a, a huge part of, of the college football landscape, and Notre Dame is, and always will be. And uh, so, but the reality is, that Notre Dame needs to join a conference, and and uh, so now they're just basically an, an at-large bid. And there's going to be some times when there's a really good Notre Dame football team that may be, you know, eleven and two or whatever, and they're they're not going to make the playoffs because um, of one reason or another. So they need to figure it out. They, they need to come into the fold. Uh, but to say that Notre Dame is uh, antiquated and that nobody cares about Notre Dame, why we're even talking about them? Uh, you know, Notre Dame is a huge player, if not if not the second largest player in college football, uh, right up there in the top three with Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, so um, you know, uh, the, there's no perfect situation right now, but I do like the playoffs. And, you know, and I do think like a team like Missouri last year, Stephen, I'm not just saying that because you're on, but a team like Missouri last year deserved to be in the playoffs. 
They deserve to have an opportunity to go play for a national championship. And I think it'll be fun to watch. I think it'll be exciting to watch. Uh, but I don't, I don't want it to be too big where it goes way into February. Um, but the reality is, um, you know, they got to do something. They have to add teams and make it more interesting and give everybody an opportunity. Timmy, as always, good talking to you. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right, guys. Thank you. That's Tim Grenhard live from Florida. We will take a break and wrap the show up after this on WHB. All right. Thank you to all of our guests today. Stan Weber was in studio. We talked to Gabe DeArmond and Missy Heydrich and Nick Springer as uh, part of our Border Patrol fast break. We talked to Sporting Kansas City uh, goalkeeper Tim Melia, who was on the show in the 8 o'clock hour. And then we just got done talking with Chiefs Hall of Famer Tim Grunhard for a couple of segments. Nate Bucati left early to catch his plane to go call a game for MLS. He'll be back on Monday. Jake will be back on Tuesday, I think. And a special thank you to Shane Summers. Drake was already filling in for uh, for Jake. And then Jason was called away. And Shane had to get a phone call. You were just woken up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even the Blaine Gabbert. Who's the, the um, practice You're uh, Chris, uh, Chris Olodekin. Yep, I'm that guy. So there you go. But you did well, didn't you? Aren't yeah, you proud you of know, yourself? You know, a little bit, yeah. I didn't do too you know, bad. A little bit. Knock the cobwebs out. Now I know I'm going to randomly get asked to do the board again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the more you can do, hey, it works, though, man. But you came through because I, I, I don't – I'm curious. Who would the next call have been to? If you weren't available. I don't know. I don't know. I think Covell, maybe. Oh, really? But I think Covell lives a little further away. I only live like 15 minutes away, so. Now, you got in here quick, bro. Yeah, I'm going to go home and shower now. Is, 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 is the show that filthy? It's we have so to, dirty. You have to shower. Now, they said you got to stay now. Wow, I just saw what you texted. Damn. A little shot at Nate. That's what, I, that's what I'm here for. By the way, we should tie in, like, absolutely, I think that's perfect for me to call Nate's penalty kicks for, I mean, we could do it on social. Well, we're going to make this happen, trust me. I'm not going to let this thing slip away. I mean, if, I, if what is it, if K-State covers, then if he doesn't make those kicks, maybe he buys us lunch? I don't know. We can, you're no, better we'll, at making we'll, these. No, we'll, yeah, we'll get him. We'll, we'll, something. No, I'll take care of that. But, yeah, as long as you're willing to you call the play-by-play, if you missed it, Nate declared that he could make 10 penalty kicks out of or four out of 10 against Tim Melia. So and we got a hold of Jake, who's out of town, and he basically said it was ridiculous. So. It was pretty ridiculous. But Nate believes it. He's all got me believing he could do it. He was that sure of himself, that confident. All right. My daughters are getting confirmed tonight. Gonna go and celebrate with the family, and then I'm gonna let my voice rest for the next two days. I'll be back here Monday. Have a great weekend right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Goodbye.